Welcome into episode four of The Keepers. I'm the host, Paige Demakos, here with my co-host, Chris Schubert. Schubert, how are you doing today? Uh, good. We've, we've made an adjustment to the studio. We sure have. And I can now uh, see you, uh, like, over the top of my battleship. It's very uh, funny. Of my battleship board. You have completely turned your battleship oh, yeah. board around. Here's, here's the thing for the listeners that don't know that much about me. Uh, and the ones that do already know where this is going. I get my way one way or the other. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, I needed to make sure that I was able to see Chris while we're doing this podcast. Because anybody that's done a podcast or a radio show or a television, it's a completely different dynamic when you're having a conversation and you can see that person versus behind this foam thing that we have to make sure it doesn't get too echoey. Yep. Totally understand the purpose. Hate the fact that we have it. So we got to get the foam. Yeah, we're working on it. It's, we're working uh, on it. We're know, getting there. We're getting there. I'm working, my assistant's working on it. Absolutely. But we're talking about the NFC West. Oh, well, can I can I just interrupt for a second? I know. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. I'm go not, ahead. I, that's why. Can I have the floor here? Should we talk about what I did in my auction draft over the weekend? Uh, can we get to that at the end? We can do that at the end because you're going to yell at me for one of my picks. Yeah. So Chris is in an auction league. First so we'll time. Get... This was my first. Time. Well, at the end, I will explain all everything that went into it. But Paige sure. is not happy with one of my picks. Yeah, but I think overall you did a really good job. I think I did too. So we'll oh, get that's 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 a called, teaser. It's called a tease. Yeah, that's a teaser. Set up for the end. But we're going to talk about the NFC West, the division that we follow the the closest. It is the Arizona Cardinals division, the team that we both follow. Um, the team that is not necessarily the team we grew up with, nope. but it's a team that we started following ever since we've lived here in mm-hmm. Phoenix in the Valley. So we will start talking. I'm going to flip things up here. Okay. We're going to go defenses first in oh. this division. Okay. Okay. So I will ask you first, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the defenses collectively here in this division? And then I will tell you how I rank them one through four. So overall, I think this is a very good division for defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you have some question marks on each team that could make you want to go someplace else. For sure. Um, like, for example, the Rams. Aaron Donald's going to hold out into the season. And, like, sacks are a big, point, a big part of your defense. Absolutely. And if you don't have him, I don't know who's going to get that type of pressure that Aaron Donald's able to get. I don't know if there's anybody on the planet that can do that. Yeah. So when I look at a defense, obviously interceptions are important, mm-hmm. so you want to have a secondary. And sacks are important, so you yeah. want to have people that can get after the quarterback. So... The Rams have a corner in Tremaine Johnson who's amazing and can and checks that interception box. Yep. But Aaron Donald checks the sacks box. And if he's not there, it doesn't say I'm not going to take the Rams defense, but it just moves them down a little bit if I'm power ranking the NFC West defenses. Whereas if I look at a defense like the Cardinals, you got Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden, mm-hmm. who are both going to get after the quarterback, so you check the sack box. And if anyone dares throwing near Patrick Peterson, yeah, it's going to get picked off. For so sure. I'm going to have the interception number and as Tyron well. Matthew, and Tyron Matthew and Justin Bethel. I mean, i got options back there that I for trust. Sure. So if you're looking for more of a complete defense, and I know there's a special teams component to it as well. For sure. But from a defensive perspective, you have to look at the Cardinals and the Seahawks as well with Michael Bennett and the Legion of Boom above the Rams, despite how good Aaron Donald is, just because I don't know when Aaron Donald is going to play next. Yeah, and I think the... The tough part with this is is Aaron Donald in this defense is a completely different defense. And Aaron Donald, I think this deal does eventually get done mm-hmm. because I just he's the best player in football, in my opinion, has the potential wow. to be the best player in football defensively. Uh, and he just he impacts every aspect, and he should be paid like it. Do That's you, the reality. No, he no, should be paid like uh, it. Agreed. Do you, and he's more upset about the fact that they've already enacted his fifth-year option, and it's only his fourth year. Like, yeah. they didn't even wait for the season to play no, out. So, trying to be cheap. Yeah, so, so good on him for, for trying to fight for what's his. Do, does 
And this is an actual football question that I think bleeds into fantasy. Mm-hmm. Does the addition of Wade Phillips change how you feel about this defense? Like, yeah. like they're just going to figure it out with guys that I've never heard of just because Wade Phillips is there? So I give the respect to Wade Phillips because of what he did with the Broncos defense for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I feel like I feel that he definitely brings a an oomph to this defense that they a were swagger. missing. A swagger to this defense that they had the talent, but with with Jeff Fisher and this long term just of mediocrity, their biggest downfall is that they're gonna have to be on the field so much because their offense is gonna be trash. It's gonna be so bad. Yeah, and that factors in as well because if they're gonna be on the field so much, it, it means by it brings de- them down. By default they're gonna give up more points. For sure. 100 120%. And that is why I look at in this division specifically, Seahawks number one, mm-hmm. Cardinals number two, yep. Rams number three, and do not in any way, shape, or form draft the Niners defense. Do not do it. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. I can't even envision a scenario where I would no want scenario. the 49ers there defense. There is no scenario. I don't care what scenario is thrown at me, no, you're no, the biggest there, Niners fan. There isn't none. No. There isn't any. No. Do not draft. The, they're on the do not draft list. They are 49ers defense. There are three great defenses in this in this division. Yeah. If you have e- any of those three, you should feel pretty confident week week in and week out. Now, definitely, if you're the Seahawks and Cardinals, slight edge over the LA Rams, oh, yeah. but mostly mostly because they don't have an offense to supplement what they can do on defense, and eventually that weighs down on a defense. Because when your offense cannot stay on the field... Well, you're just going to give up points just gonna, by default. Exactly. And, and that's going to be a, a disappointing thing for you. Now, the one thing I will say that, that is a huge rule change, if you're in an ESPN league, and this is something that they haven't done in a while, pick six is no longer count against your defense. Yeah. So, like, if you have, for example, the Patriots defense and Tom Brady throws a pick six, normally that goes against you and you lose points defensively. Now they've changed that rule on ESPN leagues because they were, for some reason, behind the curve on this. Yeah. Those don't count against you now. So you can take, for example, and I know we're going to get to them when we get to them, you can take the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which is a very good defense, a very young defense, without the thought in your back of your mind going, man, Blake Borders is going to throw like 12 pick sixes this year, and that's going to like hurt my team every week. For you don't sure. have to worry about that anymore. So, which is how it should be. Which is very helpful when, when you're trying to think. And look, all you want from a defense is them to not hurt you every week. If Absolutely. they If they get what they're supposed to get point-wise, you're happy. Absolutely. They don't need to be the position that wins you a week. They might, mm-hmm. but you just want them to be what they're supposed to be. And if anything... Other than that happens, it's gravy. Absolutely. But we will move on now. We'll go, sure. we're go. We're going back and forth here. We're going tight ends, okay? Ooh, tough division for tight ends. Tough division for tight ends. The only tight end in this division that I feel comfortable drafting is Jimmy Graham. Tell me why I'm wrong. No, you're 100% right. Okay. Despite that, the issue is, what is how is Jimmy Graham going to be used in that offense? And, 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 and I don't know tired narrative. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's a track record of him not being used the way he was in New Orleans. For sure. And I guess it depends on who's on the board. Absolutely. But like we talked about the NFC East. Uh, Jordan Reed, Jason Witten, I like those guys more than I like Jimmy Graham because with them, um, Jordan Reed is, a, is an injury issue. But Jason Witten, consistency. Jimmy Graham, am I going to get consistent points from him every week? I will tell you where I have Jimmy Graham, and uh, a lot of this has to do with Gary Horton, our NFL scout, really turning me on him, really putting really putting a little bug in my ear on some film that he's been watching lately. Mm-hmm. He has Jimmy Graham fifth overall ranked tight end. Okay, the four in front of Jimmy Graham would be... Uh, Jordan Reed. Well, no, I was going to guess. Jordan okay. Reed, Gronk. Mm-hmm. 
They probably have Travis Kelsey. Yep. That's three. Who's the fourth? Greg Olson? Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. I, I, you know. I think I think potentially the thing is here with Jimmy Graham is he has the potential to be the number one overall tight end. He oh, has absolutely. been. He has been. It just depends on what happens with this offense. They lose their starting left guard. Their offensive line was already not very good. What is Russell Wilson going to look like? A lot of people are just 100% writing in the fact that he's just going to bounce back and be that quarterback, and and he might be. But I think a lot of what happens with this team offensively is going to have to do with the protection that he Mm -hmm. gets, and I'm in a prove-it stage. Prove to me that you know how to protect your quarterback because they spent a record low 5% total money spent on offensive line. Yep. All-time low, never before. Never before happened in the NFL. 5% of their total overall was spent on their offensive line, and we've seen that the opposite, Mm -hmm. what Dallas Cowboys have done, is is what works. So, okay, I have this really cool theory, and Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to go with me on this. If you want to own any offensive player not named Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, it should be Jimmy Graham. Do you want to know why? I like that. If the offensive line is a disaster, as you say it might be, mm-hmm. and I tend to agree with you that it is going to be a revolving door and Russell Wilson's going to be running for his life, he is not going to have time to throw it down the field to Doug Baldwin. Nope. Who's he going to throw it to? The safety blanket. Who's the safety blanket? Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Absolutely. So, so if you're looking at, and, and, and I know that's a very negative approach, but if you believe that the I don't Seattle's, say negative, I say realistic yeah, to what okay. we see on paper. Realistic. Fair. Because, because we need to be... They did not make offensive line upgrades, no. so why would we assume that it's going to be better? Right. So w- so with Jimmy Graham, I think he's going to get a lot of targets and be one of the number one receivers mm-hmm. on that Seattle offense out of necessity, out of Russell Wilson's running for his life, and he's got to get the ball off, and why not throw it to the big, tall, wide re- uh, tight end that can go up and, and get it against anybody? So I, I think it- Doug Baldwin's great. And if you think Russell Wilson's going to be protected by that offensive line and have enough time to throw it, Doug Baldwin's a great guy. But if I'm going to pick a pass catcher on the Seattle Seahawks, it's going to be Jimmy Graham. 100%. The other tight ends in this division, Jermaine Gresham, Vance McDonald, Tyre Higby. All uh, on the do-not draft list. All on the do-not draft list. They're Uh, joining the Rams defense on the do-not draft list. The Cardinals do not use their tight ends. Not Rams. Niners. Niners defense. Do not draft list. Oh, we put the yeah. That's right. The Rams defense is, is good. Still sorry, the 49ers list. defense. We gotta, yeah. gotta make sure we're not no, 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 staring, staring the sheep in I don't, the wrong I, direction. Who's Vance McDonald? Yeah, that's. I, I mean, that's it. Yeah, and if I don't know and, who you are, you're not gonna. Make and it. the thing about Jermaine is, every once in a while, he'll get a touchdown because Carson likes going to him. But if you know anything about Bruce Arians, the way that he used tight ends is basically as an extra blocker. That's that's what that's what they do. So yeah, if, don't expect that Jermaine no. Gresham is going to be every once in a while. If you have a. Uh, Let's say you have a Gronk or you have one of the other guys we mentioned. Jermaine's not a bad option to get on your bench to to put in in a week There's where a lot of guys I'd like more than Jermaine Gresham. For sure. Just because I know the Cardinals offense too well, maybe that's a little bit of homerism and but bias. If you're but a, if you're in a 14-16 team league, there's a good chance you're probably going to have Jermaine Gresham on your bench for a, as a tight end. If you're drafting towards the back end and you get a, True. you get a pretty good tight end and then you wait till the end or he's a guy you pick up off the waiver wires and plug him in. You, you know a guy that I think's going very under the radar and he's starting to get talked up a little bit more. He's not in this division but in the tight end area is Jack Doyle. Yep. I mean, Jack Doyle in Indianapolis is going to be that tight end. For sure. So I think late in – and here's the He's other gonna thing. He's going to be like Gary from Cleveland. The, the Barnage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if Andrew Luck is out for an extended period of time, you bring in a you bring in an inexperienced quarterback. I know I keep saying a safety blanket. No. Tight yeah, ends. 100%. So I, I, Check down to yeah. tight end. So there are a lot of guys that I think I'd put above Jermaine Gresham on my tight end power rankings. Mm-hmm. I, and I think Jermaine Gresham is a – 
if your list of tight ends is gone and mm-hmm. you need a backup because you're in a league that you, you need a backup tight end, then maybe you go to Jermaine Gresham. But I think I put him on my break glass in case of emergency guy because it's the only time I'm ever going to take yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking him. No, I, I'm not I taking took... him. It's a, I would not feel bad if I had a good tight end and in a weak spot I had to go put Jermaine in on my bye week. I, I, yeah. It's... If I have to go pick up somebody, I'll it's pick fine. up somebody. I'm not gonna, yeah. But I'm not Jimmy gonna prioritize Graham's the, the only guy you should be because Jimmy looking Graham's a, after yeah, draft. Because Jimmy division. Graham is so good that he fits into the wide receiver mold in terms sure. of point production. Uh-huh. He'll end up probably being one of the top point getters on a week to week basis, sure. depending on how well he plays and how he fits into that offense. And Pete Carroll has said as much as that he this is the healthiest he thinks he's seen Jimmy. Yeah, that's, so that's the good. other thing. That's he's healthy. Other, yeah, he's not. He, I mean, Pete Carroll had mentioned we had to we had to stop him during the year. Like we had to slowly bring him along oh. because he was. Trying to go a million miles an hour. Well, the, the guy's a freak of nature. Yeah, so I mean, he's a beast. So this year they don't have that problem. So maybe we finally get to see the untapped potential of Jimmy Graham in Seattle. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting. All right, wide receivers here. Okay. Uh, who you like and who you don't. Uh, we'll start guy Doug Baldwin. So, oh, Doug Baldwin, love. Uh, it just depends on the health of the Seattle offensive line and whether whether how good they are. Um, uh, let me rattle off these rankings the okay. way I have them. Baldwin, Fitz, Watkins, Garcon. So you have. So you have Doug Baldwin ahead of Larry Legend. I have the potential of Doug, Doug yeah. Baldwin ahead of Larry Legend. The thing is, the thing is with Larry, and I, they're like so close one two because mm-hmm. because I think Larry is always consistent for me, but Doug sure. Baldwin has the potential to really. Oh, he's a. He has the higher okay. higher ceiling. That's La- the way I would say. Larry's it. fantasy ceiling is a wide receiver too. Yeah, like a top wide receiver too. Yes. Late wide receiver one. Yeah. Doug Baldwin's floor is a wide is the back of the wide receiver runs, and his ceiling is a top five wide receiver. Absolutely. And 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 you when you in fantasy when you are trying to win a championship, you got to take a gamble on a guy like Doug Baldwin and, and hope I'm, he hits that ceiling. And, and you are, and that's and that's very reasonable. The only thing I'll say is if you're in a PPR league. I like a guy like Larry Moore because sure. he's going to get the ball thrown his direction a lot more than Doug Baldwin when you have C.J. Procise coming out of the backfield or Eddie Lacy coming out of the backfield and Jimmy Graham and yeah. they still have Paul Richardson there. For I know sure. they love and him Tyler too. Lockett. And Tyler Lockett. So in a PPR league here in Arizona, the first guy Carson's looking for every time is Larry. Yeah. Every time. And and then and then second, it's going to be all those other guys. So sure. I, I Larry think, just doesn't get the kind of the kind of throws right. that Doug Baldwin He's not plays. getting the big 70, 80-yard no. chunk plays. He's no. going to catch 11 balls for 100 yards and catch yes. a touchdown and and you're going to just have to live with that. Yeah, that's he's not yeah. he's not going to put up ever in He's never put up a 200-yard. No, it's just no, not happening. It's never going to happen. Um, I, you and I have a very uh, differing opinion on Pierre Garcon because, I, in a, from a PPR perspective, Pierre Garcon has been one of the best PPR receivers. Yeah, but I did Brian Horner throwing uh, the ball. Okay, but you have Sammy Watkins in front of him, and I do not trust Jared Goff. Brian Hoyer at least has some model they're, of they're success. They're one two in a like I, I put these. Baldwin and Fitz, I feel pretty comfortable. I love Garcon this year in fantasy. I really do. Oh, I do not. I, as, love a wide, is a as a strong as a wide receiver, three wide receiver, two. I love him. Oh, I would put Watkins and Garcon both in a flex spot and feel comfortable. Either way. See, one. I I'm very close. Very and I, hot take alert. We should have a soundbite for this. Yeah. Sammy Watkins might go on the do not draft list. I do not See, trust Jared thing. Goff. I, I, do I understand, not trust but him. Sammy Watkins has the potential athletically to be a wide receiver one. Agreed. That's His ceiling is on, that high. That's why I put him on my flex spot and feel comfortable. Yeah, because okay. Because if he, if he catches a touchdown and, and has 100 yards, good night, Irene. You have a flex position yeah. that's putting up wide receiver one or two yeah. numbers. Okay, fair enough. I, I just think Jared Goff scares me a lot. 
I, oh, I, and that's maybe my hesitation. I pumped the, the brakes on it. And the Niners is garbage. Yeah, Brian but see, Hoyer I like and Matt Barkley. Oh, they are, but Brian Hoyer is a veteran, and Brian Hoyer sure. is able to make good throws and good decisions. He's gonna throw his picks. I don't I'm know not if s- I'd say as far as good throws, but average throws. Uh, uh, oh, fine, but uh, for for Sammy Watkins, game manager. Sammy Watkins is a deep threat guy, right? Yes. Do we have any trust and confidence that that Jared Goss can be able to make those throws? Uh, no. What does Pierre Garcon do really well? The short chunk plays. Yeah, basically. Brian play- Hoyer's good. That's a, it's a quarterback wide receiver match that makes sense and I think works. I get it. I if get Pierre it. Garcon was a deep receiver threat, it's not going to work with Brian Hoyer. Either way, I don't really feel comfortable drafting either one of these guys, or it's a guy that I have on my bench, and you see how things play out. I would basically. I would take John Brown. Yeah. The the wide receiver two in Arizona over both of those guys. I would but also. I, lo- I would also take Tyler Lockett over Watkins yes. and Garcon. Maybe I'm on the fence. But I, I love Garcon as a wide receiver three flex option in a PPR league because I think you're gonna you're going to exceed value there. So I'm not saying reach for Pierre Garcon, but like if you're in a round where you're trying to get a wide receiver three and Pierre Garcon's on the board, that's good value if you because have, he his ceiling is a wide receiver two in a PPR league. He, yeah. It really is. And if you have John Brown or Tyler Lockett in a flex position, you should feel pretty good because that's that could be end up being a top wide receiver two by the end of the season, Absolutely. depending on how their seasons play out. So yes, running backs. Uh, spend all of the money in an auction league you can on David Johnson. If you have one of the, if you have the first overall pick, take David Johnson. Yeah. If you have to trade, if you're in a keepers league, trade up for the number one pick to take David Johnson. What else do I have to say? I just want you to know this is the way I have running backs listed. Okay, can I try to guess? Yeah. You have David Johnson one. You have. You're going to be high on Todd Gurley. You have Todd Gurley two. And you're going to put Carlos Hyde three, yep. and then whatever running back wins. You have Eddie Lacy is So four. this is the way I have it listed. DJ, Gurley, Hyde, Seattle. Yeah, because I just don't know who it's going to be, whether it's <laughs> Precise or Rawls or Lacey. They're going to be four no matter That's what. why it's listed as Seattle, and that's why they're last. Can you realistically take – okay. I'm not used to speaking in fantasy terms, so okay. I have to learn how to do this. Yes. Because I'm going to say, would you ever take a Seattle running back? Obviously, you would as a bench option. For sure. But I'm not taking any of those guys to be one of my two starting running backs if I'm in a two-running back league. Not a chance. Let me tell you something about Eddie Lacy, people. This oh, is, boy. Let me tell you a little bit. Where's the soundboard? Should I write this down? Should I get okay. a piece of paper? Eddie Lacy will ruin your dreams. He will... He will crash your fantasy football opportunities. He will ruin your season. So do not draft Eddie Lacy. Oh, he's on the do not draft list? He do not draft Eddie Lacy. Oh, my. How many people have we put on the do not draft list in this show? That's like five or six now. Listen, here's the thing about Eddie Lacy. He has all the potential, but the guy likes eating a little bit too much. No, his weight's down. His weight's down, but that's now. I know, but every way in, he's done well. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. I just, I do not trust... That is why they are listed as such David Johnson home run. Todd Gurley has potential to be has potential to be good. He has all the he has all the tools. He's just in the wrong office. I think the well, okay. I'm glad you said that cuz I think the exchange of Jeff Fisher for Sean McVay is going to open things up for Todd Gurley. I, agree. I really do. I agree, but I mean offensive talent wise. Yep. I think Todd Gurley is a very safe running back two option yes. that you hope reaches his potential, which is top 5 running back in the league. Yep. 100%. And Carlos Hyde, he's going to run the ball. He, he's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, I just... A, he's, a wide, he's a running back, too. He is. He's a, he is a running back, too. And I would love to see him play in a 16-game season and be healthy because yeah. you're, he's ta- pretty, he you're talking a- top 15 talent in terms of running. From a pure football perspective, from yeah. a fantasy, fantasy perspective, the points that he'd get, he'd be a top 10 running back. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, that's how good he is. Yeah, he's, He just can't stay healthy. No, he can't stay healthy. And depending on how big your league is, if you're in a 16-team league, he's your running back one. Now, I have... A, you, I hate... 
handicapping. I hate doing that. Or handcuffing, excuse me. I hate yeah. handcuffing yourself. Yeah. Carlos Hyde and Joe Williams is the kid that they have there. Yeah. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I, Joe Williams. If you're able to pair those two together. For sure. I think, I think you're going you're gonna to reap the rewards there in San Francisco because they are going to be a run-heavy offense. Last, but definitely not least, the quarterback position. Ooh, this is... Go ahead. Let's hit, All right. I put him one through four. You want to take a guess? Yeah, again? you have Russ one. Yep. You have Carson two. Yep. You have. I would I would put Brian Hoyer three, over Jared Goff. No way. Because I'm putting them both on the do not draft list. Oh well, neither one of them's drafted, but I have Goff. Is that I, is that a ceiling a potential? So thing? here, this is how I do things. When I when I list people like Russell Wilson, Carson Palmer, both quarterbacks that you can draft. When I look yes. at guys that I'm never going to draft, you don't care I, I do it based off of ceiling. Jared Goff's ceiling is higher than Brian Hoyer. Uh, fair do, enough, okay. Do I think that he ends the season higher than Brian Hoyer? Probably not. Probably not. Jared Goff may not end the season as the Rams starting quarterback. That is a very good point. <laughs> so but that's... neither might Brian Hoyer. They, sure, they... C.J. Bathard might be in there at some or point. Or Matt Barkley. Sure, okay. I'm just saying. I know, but they were... I think they're tanking. They're on the do not draft list. Yeah. I mean, the, the Niners are going to try and tank so that they can get a quarterback. Yeah, despite everything we said about Seattle earlier, I still love Russ as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Oh, 110%. His running ability, the ability to throw on the run, he's going to be able to extend plays, and that is a fantasy still football elite, owner's dream. He's still an elite quarterback. You just you can't be throwing around the E word just so willy-nilly like that. I, I When you went to back, I know, Super Bowl, I went know. to back-to-back Super Bowls, was I know. one play away just, from being two, t- I mean, come on, I know. come on, come on, come on. I know. If he has a well, decent, should have, should have made that throw. Well, if he has a decent offensive line, decent. He's a top five fantasy. He's quarterback. not close. Oh, I, no, I agree. If he's in, if he's in Dallas, good night. Oh my God. Yes, I, no, absolutely. Oh my God, with Ezekiel Elliott in that offense. Sure, you sure, see, sure. You think you're excited about what Dak does? Oh, oh, oh yeah, no. Russell Wilson has a lot more talent uh, than than Dak does right now. So yes, I agree. Well, I think Dak's ceiling is higher than people give him credit for. I don't think he's going to be a huge no, success, I but he, I think his ceiling's higher than people think. One hundred percent. But he does. He is the beneficiary of the best offensive line, with arguably the second or third best running back. Uh, yes, I agree. So I like Russ and Carson in this. I I, I like Carson as a QB two. I like him as a backup. I do not like going sixteen mm. weeks of a fantasy season with Carson Paul. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You're our guest, our guest Liz Lozo would. Uh, she say would otherwise. yell at me. Yeah. Yeah, Carson has the potential to put up a lot of points fantasy wise. Yeah, but I just think a lot in, of points in a lot of leagues where quarterbacks are not the top get anymore. It's running backs and wide receivers because PPR leagues are, are the new norm. Yeah. That you can get court, a quarterback one, not Carson, who I think is a quarterback two, a very good, a top tier quarterback two, but a quarterback two, I can get. I, I, I've done a ton of mock drafts. I've been able to get in maybe the late rounds. I've been able to snag. Carr, Mariota, oh, Winston. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think... Who I like all above Carson. All above Carson. So, I just think when it, when push comes to shove, I think you're better off getting one of those guys because they're going to be available for you late in drafts and you'll be able to get your David Johnsons, your Antonio Browns, Todd Gurley's of the world early. And then later, you can let the quarterback market come to you. Yeah, you're not going to get and, Aaron Rodgers, but you're going to get somebody you don't who's going to be really good. But Yeah, but you don't need that with, oh. with, with other, with, with PPR and, and running hot backs. And hot take, hot take. Oh, boy. Mariota could be the number one overall fantasy football quarterback. If that, so, Paige. Number one. Paige, you know how my auction draft went. You know how much I would love for that to be oh, the case. Oh, yeah. Has the potential. That offense. Woo-wee. Oh, no, you said Mariota. I thought you said Winston. No, I Mariota. do not have Mariota. I have Winston in my auction league. Uh, yeah, Mariota's really good. I. Uh, Jameis is uh, not looking so good yet. I, okay, I know, I know. Here's the difference Don't. between 
since we got through the whole division. Don't make me worry. Okay? Yeah. Jameis is going to do fine. Oh, Especially yeah. fantasy-wise. He's going to be a top-ten fantasy but quarterback. But what Jameis needs to learn that Mariota does not do is Jameis tries to, and this is straight directly from Dirk Cutter, he tries to take everything into his own hands, and sometimes that gets him in trouble. He throws, yeah, he's he got to trust all of, those other players. He throws a lot of picks because he ends up trying to be the hero yep. in all situations, and he's got to unlearn that. Yep, it's the hero complex. Yeah. It's tough to it, – I would much rather – have somebody who has that and try to rein that in than somebody who doesn't have that. Oh, yeah, instead of, or like Jay Cutler where you yeah. got somebody who doesn't care. Yeah, I would much rather have Jamison try to rein that in with a young quarterback because you know who I think is going to help him tremendously? Deshaun Jackson. For sure. I think a veteran presence is really, it's, it's just going to be very nice to him. Uh, the, the news of the week, uh, Oda Beckham Jr. got hurt last night. Yeah, that's and, huge. And so did Brandon Marshall. And I have been telling everybody, everybody who wants to listen, you should draft Sterling Shepard in your league. I mean, I look like a genius right now. Well, this is a... Genius. Talk about a beneficiary of that. Sterling Shepard is going to see a lot of footballs. And that's good. Either one of those guys. That is very good if you are a Sterling Shepard owner. 100%. Like, if you've drafted already and you're Sterling Shepard, you're watching that game last night, you're like, yeah. I hope Odell has to miss the first two weeks of the season. And we we already previewed the NFC, so we we talked about that originally. Obviously, you have Odell Beckham, then Brandon Marshall, then Sterling Shepard. But Sterling Shepard's value goes through the roof. If those, if those, if those two, two guys are, have to miss time. Or even one of those guys if one is of those missing guys has time. time. Yeah. 100%. And, and I already thought, even though he was the third wide receiver, there, his value was going to be really high because he was going to get a lot of targets I anyway. Agree. Now he's a wide receiver too yes, uh, for please. that team. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I love him. Yeah. Oh, so we will be previewing for the rest of the week. we got a couple other previews. Oh, because I, am, I leave for Greece. So yeah, I will be what out. The, what's that all about? You're uh, not bringing me with you? Sorry, Chris. You do not get to come. I will be in Greece for a week and a half, so I will not be uh, doing any podcasts next week. So we're giving you a podcast today, as in Tuesday. We're giving you a podcast tomorrow, as in Wednesday. We're giving you a podcast on Thursday. So you're going to get three podcasts this week. We're going to get through the entire NFC, previewing everything for you. And if you haven't drafted by next weekend, well... Yeah, we, we, we can't help you. Yeah, I can't really can, help you too can much. We, can we do, talk about my option league now? Yes, Chris, we be, can talk okay. about your team. No, I, well, just because I want, I want your feedback. <laughs> This is the we're throughout the year we're gonna have a segment called Your Team Sucks. No, this team doesn't suck. It's usually gonna feature Chris. No, no, this team doesn't suck. Okay, you, go you, ahead. okay so I, I was in an auction league. I think I've explained this to you that I have two hundred and ten dollars. I got ten more than the norm because I was a new owner. Yes. There were some keepers and you had to keep them at the price that you got last year. Yeah. Okay. There's so a I, lot of rules in this league. A lot of rules. Just know I had a two hundred and ten dollars. It's a twelve team league, PPR, all that stuff. I got Jameis Winston for twenty one dollars. Yep. Devonta Freeman for fifty four dollars. Yep. I got Leonard Fournette for twenty five, and we just passed the rule in this league that you can only keep people that were twenty five dollars and under now. So Leonard Fournette and Jameis Winston do both apply. Now this is the one that you're upset with me about. Antonio Brown got was on the board. He was one of the names that we we had to draft. And the way this worked, I explained this to you. We write. I think I explained this on the podcast. We write on whiteboards and we turn it around. Yeah, this is such a fun way. And you get if you had the high bid, you get that player for the second highest bid plus a dollar. Okay. So Antonio Brown comes on the board, and I'm like, I want Antonio Brown. Tell everybody how much you bid. I put down on my whiteboard $85 for no. Antonio Brown. Wow. $85 for Now, I did not get him for $85. I did get Antonio Brown for a league record $73. Yeah, that's a lot. Now, the way I'm justifying it is I had 10 extra dollars than everybody else. So I'm basically saying I get Antonio Brown for $63. Yeah. And that's around his value. You're fine. In an auction league. Then you I got overpay, but the, because of the clause... You're okay. Right, and I overpaid on purpose because I knew I had the extra money, and this is what I was saving my money for. Then I got Corey Davis for Mm -hmm. $7 as a wide receiver, too. That's a good one. (laughs) Sterling Shepard for $3 as a wide receiver, three. I did this on Sunday. I I drafted on Sunday. I'm feeling pretty good on a Tuesday about that pick. Huge value. OJ Howard, my tight end, 5 bucks. So I have Jameis to OJ. 
I have Jamison Crowder for 11 bucks as my flex. The Raiders defense for a dollar. Cairo Santos for a dollar. Matt Stafford's my backup quarterback for four dollars. I drafted TJ Yeldon for a dollar because if anything happens to Fournette and they go to Yeldon, I kind of handcuff myself. Yeah, smart. So, so smart I like that decision. pick. Corey Coleman for a dollar. Jonathan Stewart for two dollars. To you know, because I think maybe in Carolina he may get some yeah, some sure. extra touches maybe than Christian McCaffrey. And I got Nelson Aguilar for a dollar. Yeah, your team's good. My team is very good. Yeah, you did a very good I job. I did a really good hopefully, job. I'm very proud of myself. Hopefully, Chris, going forward, you will not be you will not be on the your team sucks if, segment. If I am, then that's something went terribly wrong. We were talking at this league, and they're like, you know, if if Devonta Freeman gets hurt, you should you should have drafted Tevin Coleman. And I looked at everyone. I said, if Devonta Freeman gets hurt, my fantasy team is screwed for the year. Oh, it doesn't matter who I have. Doesn't if matter. I lose Freeman, I'm screwed. Yes. So what division are we doing tomorrow? Whichever division, NFC South. We're, yeah, we're doing the NFC first. That I do know. We're finishing up the NFC, and yeah. then we're going to go to the AFC. Yeah, we're, we're doing the we're doing the NFC South tomorrow. Then NFC we're gonna South. Get, then we're going to get to the NFC North. That's after a that. Uh, that is a fantasy football uh, owner's dream. The NFC South. The yeah, offensive, a, the offensive talent that oozes out of that division. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about tomorrow. Yeah. So if you want to subscribe to Ooh. our podcast, go to iTunes. Look up the keepers. Hit the subscribe button. Okay, let us know on Twitter. We're at the Keepers FF. Chris, how can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, people can yell at me about their fantasy teams or my fantasy team at Chris R. Schubert. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore sports page with an I, and I will take all of your fantasy football hate. Please send it all my way. I love it. I love this time of the year. I cannot wait for football. I'm going to go to Greece. I'm going to come back, and guess what's going to happen? It's going to be football time, baby. So for Chris Schubert and Paige Demacos, this has been The Keepers.